Welcome. This is Regina and Lisa. And we're back for another episode. And I think you and I were talking recently about just stress in general. And that reminded us of, you know, what do you do about that? What do you do with stress? What are some ways to handle that? And more in particular, like, how do you care for yourself Mm -hmm. in those times? Yeah. I feel like as, as counselors, I hear that a lot. We talk about that a lot in self-care. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like that term gets thrown out a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, self-care. Just make sure you're doing self-care. Balance. Right. You know? And so what like what even is self-care? What does that look like? I mean, I feel like it's in the name a little bit of self, but it's easy to talk about. But what does it look like in the day-to-day? Right. You know? It's a very vague and broad term. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like for me, when I think about self-care, I also think about mental wellness. Mm -hmm. And so what does it mean to be mentally healthy? Well, part of it has to do with, like we've mentioned before, how you handle stress. Mm -hmm. And one way to handle stress is to participate in self-care, to be taking care of yourself. So the more you're aware of managing your stress, Mm -hmm. um, then you could be considered a mentally healthy person or be managing that well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if that definitely <laughs> technically defines <laughs> self-care. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think of it kind of as investing in yourself, you know, that if you mm-hmm. think of yourself, and this is, I mean, it's an analogy, so eventually it breaks down, but yeah. if you think of yourself kind of as a bank account and stress, stress is withdrawals, like mm-hmm. it's withdrawing from yourself, mm-hmm. then you need to make investments into yourself. Right. You know, right. so like when life is getting really crazy, say you're getting ready to move. So it could be even like a positive stressor, you right, know, right. Um, because that's an important distinction to make, too. There's positive stress and negative stress, mm-hmm. you know, so moving. That's great. You just got bought a beautiful new house. It doesn't matter. Your body still registers it as stress. Right. Um, it's still so, a transition that yeah. you have to adjust to. And you might even wonder, like, why am I so stressed out? This is a really good thing for our family. It's a great location, beautiful new house. It's an upgrade. So why am I stressed out? Because your body doesn't make a distinction. Your brain doesn't make a distinction between positive stress, negative stress. So because it's still making withdrawals of energy from you. Um, so if that's what stress does, if stress is making withdrawals of energy, then self-care is making deposits, I feel like. Mm. It's making deposits of energy. Like, what renews you? What gives you energy? What revives you and refreshes you? Exactly. Um, and so that's kind of what self-care is. And it, that's the thing, is it's definitely different for everybody. But I feel like it's making an investment in yourself. And you have to be intentional about it because mm-hmm. if you're not taking the time to make those deposits, yep. then your tolerance level for stressors will go down over time. So eventually mm-hmm. there's going to be so many withdrawals, yep. right, that you have some type of breakdown. You know, I don't want to catastrophize and say you're going to always have a breakdown or something, yeah. but that ultimately there's going to be a point where you feel like you can't handle any more stress. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we've all had those moments where yeah, we, we need some help. We need some, some rest. We need a vacation, mm-hmm. whatever it might be. 
And so being really intentional about scheduling whatever it is for you that Mm -hmm. replenishes and rejuvenates you so that when that next stressful thing comes up, you the deposit won't make you overdraft or the (laughs) withdrawal won't make you overdraft. Exactly. Yeah. And it's funny if you kind of keep with that analogy too, you have to think about it like you wouldn't want to just like your finances, you just don't go willy nilly at it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like, I'm just going to like, I'm not going to make any plan for my finances whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Like these are the things that are going to take withdrawals out of my bank and I'm not going to worry too much about what puts what puts Which a deposit some in. people do do that. They do. <laughs> and it usually does not end well for them. Right. <laughs> and it's funny because usually when I have like a moment, that's what I'll, I'll, I like to call it. Like I'm having a moment, you know. Um, and it usually happens with the people I love the most, the people I feel the safest with. So mm-hmm. like Andy, poor Andy. Um, <laughs> I'll usually like snap at him or something like that. And usually right. when I have that little breakdown or that moment... If I look back, I notice the plan that I had for self-care, I started just not doing it. I started pretending that I, you know what, I don't need to do A, B, or C to take care of myself. Like, there's too many important things going on right now. Like, that isn't as important. Taking care of myself or the self-care isn't as important as this laundry list of to-dos that I have. Um, Like, the laundry needs to get done today. So, nope, I'm not taking that time for myself. Like, this has to get done. Um, The grocery shopping has to get done. Mm -hmm. You know, work is asking me to be there an extra two hours, so I have to do that. Um, There's no time in the day for self-care. And it's usually, if I look back, I'll notice kind of a pattern of me ignoring the need to take care of myself or my the plan that I had to take care of myself. and it's almost inevitable every time I like I snap at Andy or get short with him or just kind of like the pressure's too much and I have a little meltdown. Yeah. Um, it's usually because I wasn't taking care of myself. Absolutely. And I feel like here in the United States, we're so good at that. We're so good at remembering all the things we have to do mm-hmm. and working on our checklists and work. But we very easily just culturally, you know, we value getting things done. And so all self-care seems like something that's not valuable, not efficient, not mm-hmm. achieving anything. Yeah. And so we can really start to build up over time and, you know, lash out at our loved ones or just feel like we can't handle anything anymore, just emotionally and mm-hmm. um, juggling too many things at once. And we find ourselves in these positions where... It's just too overwhelming because we haven't been using self-care to our advantage. Mm-hmm. But I kind of like like what you said, you know, that we don't see it as efficient. Self-care isn't efficient. Mm-hmm. It's like, but you know how many articles I read about, like, a 20-minute power nap in the middle of your day will really in- increase your efficiency. It's like, right. you know, the science and numbers tell us that it's true. Mm-hmm. But there's something about when you're in the middle of, the, of your day. You know, like when, when you and I are sitting here talking about it, it's like, yeah, self-care is super important. Right. And I know that in about two or three months, <laughs> maybe let's hope it's two or three months from now. Yeah. Um, there's going to come like life is going to be really crazy and it's going to start slipping again. I'm going to stop doing it yeah. because in those moments when you're in the middle of your day and it's hectic and it's helter skelter, there's something about it where we, we kind of push it off to the side and say, it's not important anymore. It's not efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And it's hard to remember to hold that, that knowledge that this is important. Um, and, you know, and I think it's interesting, too, because part of us, part of us is talking about how it makes us more efficient. But then I think there's also the part where, like, we're not designed to be machines right. who work incessantly. Absolutely. You know, I think the Lord designed us and created us, you know, because he loves us. Yeah. Not because he wants us to be machines to do his will, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's important to balance that, too, to know that self-care is, yeah, partly about, you know, so you can do better work um, when you know, you're investing in other people or when life is stressful, but it's also partly because you're a human being and you were created for good things. Right. And that's okay. Exactly. That's That's okay. And that is a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's actually part of God's plan and design, Mm -hmm. you know, because even if you look, if you look at um, Genesis, yeah, no, God worked a lot. He worked seven, was it seven? No, six days. Six Six days. days. (laughs) He worked six days. And on the seventh day, he rested. Mm-hmm. So if we're talking about, um, you know, the design of creation, we are created in the image and likeness of God. Even God took time for self-care. Right. There's times for work and there's times for leisure. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's an important distinction too, leisure. Mm. Um, leisure and laziness are two very different things. Yes. Um, and I think those are things that can get confused pretty often too. Mm-hmm. Um you know, if I take a day, for me, like I love, I love sitting down, reading a book, or painting, or gardening. Those are like my go-to self-care. Or going to like a cafe and reading a book. Mm-hmm. Those are like my my little things that I love to do. Yeah. I feel very different at the end of a day like that versus a day where I sat on the couch and watched Netflix all day. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, when I've been, you know doing something creative, because that's what I love to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel refreshed. I feel ready for, like, whatever's coming at the end of vacation or the end of leisure time. Right. Um, versus there's just something about sitting around and not doing anything that I feel, I don't know, I feel gross. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, like, I need, like, five more days of that before I can feel better. And then I even part of me knows, like, you really won't. No, right. I won't. I'm still right. going to feel gross at the end. And right. Netflix, stop asking me if I'm still watching. <laughs> <laughs> They're so good at hooking you in. I know. Darn Netflix. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I feel like, too, we, there's just something about leisure that you're saying that is restorative mm-hmm. as opposed to, I feel like we just get in these groups where we, we work so hard, we go 100 miles an hour, and <laughs> so you feel like, you need to go negative 100 to balance out. So I'm just only going to lay on the couch and do nothing all day and stay in my pajamas. and Which is sometimes you do need a day like that. Here yeah. There. <laughs> but that's not the only way to relax. Exactly. So we go so hard and we forget that there are other things like gardening. Like mm-hmm. I enjoy gardening. And that's not a sit on the beach sipping, you know, margarita type of activity all no. the time. You're getting dirty or digging you're kind of putting forth some energy for work but I feel like it activates a different part of the brain a different part of the heart and Mm -hmm. it's you do end up feeling really relaxed after a day of activity like that yeah people who are really into exercise right lifting weights that's Mm -hmm. that's not an easy thing to do (laughs) (laughs) 
you're yeah. working hard yeah <laughs> to, exactly to lift and increase your ability to lift but at the end you have that endorphin rush and yeah. you feel great and so I feel like that's that's the key point with leisure is it still has that rejuvenative aspect mm-hmm. whereas laziness sometimes can be a little draining like it doesn't yeah. always have to be complete opposite of what you were doing before to feel better again exactly yeah no I, I like that because I, I think you're right I think in our culture we're very black and white culture mm-hmm. um and we don't have a lot of balance in our lives mm-hmm. um we try to balance by overcorrecting. Overcorrecting. Yeah, yeah. yeah I completely agree with that um and the overcorrection actually just ends up being almost as taxing as the overworking to begin with. Exactly. <laughs> like, I remember um, when we first moved into our house, actually, we had this one room in the house that became the catch-all, and we barely mm-hmm. unpacked, so any extra boxes that we didn't need right away stayed in this room, and and as the months went by, <laughs> it became very... Um, agitating to walk by it every day mm-hmm. but because you, you know what's behind that door you know what's behind that door it's very unsettling <laughs> but you know I'm thinking I don't have time there's so many other things that I have to do like mm-hmm. the daily task of the store do the dishes cut the grass whatever else and you know eventually one day I was like that's it I just have to I have to organize this room yeah which was a big chore, you know, going through, unpacking all those boxes, figuring out what we were going to keep and not keep. But at the end, it felt amazing. It yeah. was, you know, that love, my level of stress about the house pretty much went completely away because yeah. I took the time. And so in a way, that was almost like a leisurely activity. I wouldn't, I don't want to go that far. It's not like <laughs> I'm spending my vacation time organizing houses. That's not yeah. something that I truly enjoy, but yeah, it was a huge relief. And so I feel like, yeah, we kind of overthink and mm-hmm. try to overcorrect a little too much when it can just be something simple. Exactly. At home. Yeah. Um, and kind of like going with what you were saying about, um, you know, the overcorrection too. It could go from, even from like, I'm just going to lay around on the couch to like, I've been working like for weeks and weeks and weeks. I'm going to go out and have a great time. Right. That's another way that people kind of do it where it's like, okay, that's also not necessarily react relaxing. Right. You know, usually the next day it's like, Oh, I regret that. You're regretting some decisions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And thinking that, you know, this is going to be something that like I deserve this. And, mm-hmm. and I think the, the question is, is at, at the end of whatever the plan is, how do you feel? Mm. You know? Yeah. Um, because that's, what's going to inform you about what do you personally find restores you? Because it is, it's very, very different for every person. Um, because like you said, you know, organization isn't necessarily something that super relaxes you. But, you know, I have quite a few friends where it's like, oh, you have a messy room? I'll come and organize it for you. I'd love to do that. Right. Like, you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and two, I think kind of switching tracks a little bit. Um, I think some people are hesitant to look at even beginning self-care because, you know, um, they could be married um, have kids that's and like there's so many things that come with that that they are responsible to in that vocation um, they could be 
even in the single life and it's their job is something that they really feel is incredibly important for them or important to other people, mm-hmm. especially if you work in ministry. A lot of times right. people feel like, um, you know, if I'm, if I'm not dedicating myself fully to this, mm-hmm. if I'm not giving all of my time to this, if you work in like any of the healthcare industries, like if you're a doctor, right. you know, this is so important. And in comparison, self-care doesn't seem important. In fact, it can almost seem selfish. Right. So that's another thing that I think kind of keeps people from um, from really investing, kind of going back to that initial analogy, investing in themselves mm-hmm. is, you know, I can see how that's good for some people, but for me, because my children come first and my husband comes first or my patients right. come first or, right. you know, my, whatever career they have comes first. Um then they're, it feels like they're being selfish or self-centered by saying, I'm going to actually schedule and put time in the calendar of taking care of myself. Exactly. And, you know, or even thinking, you know, there are children starving somewhere in the world. And so oh somebody always has it worse than I am. So I shouldn't complain and I just need to push through. And, mm-hmm. and you know, it's almost in a way, you know, to be controversial, it's almost selfish to not do it because again, when we, when we were talking about efficiency earlier, you're, if you want to serve the people you work for better, then you need to be taking this time. Mm -hmm. And if you're not filled and energized going to work as a doctor every day or serving whatever population of people you serve, whether you're a stay-at-home mom or Mm -hmm. out in the workforce, you won't have that energy to give to the people who need you if you're not taking that. And if you're running super thin, running on empty, Uh, yeah, nope. What kind of per? I wouldn't want to be around the doctor who's running on empty when I go to my doctor's appointments. I know that. (laughs) Amen. That's so true. You know, and I didn't, I never really thought of it that way, but yeah, like I want my doctor to have had a really good night's sleep before I come to see him. You know, especially if it would be an emergency room type of situation. Yeah. Like, I want you to be on and exactly <laughs> and ready to go, happy and... for the day. <laughs> um, and oh, I just lost my train of thought. I was going somewhere with that. Well, I feel like too, like what you were saying before. As parents, too, sometimes I feel like there's so much pressure. Yeah. Of are you a good enough parent? Are you, mm-hmm. you know, doing everything you need for your child and there's that tendency to fall on the sword quite a bit. And that part yeah. of that is parenting. You're Absolutely. constantly watching and protecting and taking care of that mm-hmm. you forget that when you take that step aside to take care of yourself, it's ultimately to keep you being, a, to continue being a good parent. Exactly. And it's funny. Um, I think about this a lot. It's, you know, children are little sponges. Mm-hmm. They soak up everything, including patterns of behavior. Yeah. So yeah. if, if I, what do I want for my children? I want them to take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. Like I want sweet little Jimmy to like, yeah, I want him to work hard and I want him to take care of himself. I don't want him to be a ball of stress all the time. Right. I want when he notices like he's, he's stressed and there's a lot of pressure that he's going to take some time and invest in himself. And how's he going to learn to do that by watching me and Andy do it? Yeah. Like he's going to see, you know what? Dad has a lot going on at work and he specifically took some time 
not just to like go out on a date with mom, but also some dad time. Mm -hmm. Like he, this is Andy, like dad went out into the garage and worked in the garage for an hour, even though there wasn't a ton of time that day, but he came back and he was more himself at the end of it, you know? And so from a very tiny age, Jimmy's going to be picking up on those things and not just Andy, but he'll be picking up on me doing that too. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I have to constantly ask myself, like, what do I want for my kids? And if I want that for them, I need to, I need to model that. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. The whole time we're having this conversation about self-care, I keep thinking about Google and how they're one of the best places to work, apparently. Oh. And they, part of the reason for that is they're really in tune with, they essentially, they have enough funds to make this happen in their workplace, but... Mm -hmm. They follow their research about what's necessary for people in the workforce. So they have massage areas. They have places where people can sleep. They have Mm -hmm. gyms. They have anything. And I don't believe, at least my impression is, I don't think there's necessarily an expectation to do this traditional nine to five Mm. type of work environment, but get your work done yeah. In whatever amount of time, as long as you're meeting your expectations that we have set for you. If you need to leave and go take a two-hour nap, please do it. Mm-hmm. As long as you can accomplish what you need to accomplish. What you need to do to have, you know, incredible food spreads. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, literally anything you could dream or imagine that you would want to have at work, it yeah. exists on the Google campus <laughs> in California. So, uh. <laughs> um, and it's really interesting. And the employees there report so much level of work satisfaction because there's a huge emphasis on self-care. Mm-hmm. And they do great work because, as you know, Google is a very successful company at yeah, this time. exactly. And they're not going to do something that's not going to eventually benefit them in the long run. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes me think there's another company. It's like, I can't remember. It's one of those outdoor companies like REI or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have scheduled into their... Um, into their like uh, employee benefits. Mm-hmm. It's not just like sick days and vacation days. They actually have surfing days. Really. But what's interesting about this is I think it's like two or three days a year, and it's mm-hmm. somewhere. Clearly, it's on the coast of California somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you can you can just email your boss and say I was checking in the morning. I was checking the surf conditions, and it's a perfect surfing day, so I'm going surfing. Wow. And like two or three days out of the year, because sometimes. Sometimes. You, you never know when there's going to be really good waves. It's true. <laughs> so, and they want to attract people who, like, value the same things that their company does. Right. And they also know that, like, okay, our employees are probably at some point going to be like, oh, I'm taking a sick day. <laughs> are you? And it encourages, right. like, let's be honest. Right. You know, let's be honest about our needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's important for us as individuals to be honest about our needs and not pretend you know, because that's something I can be very um, prone to myself is I'll look at my day, I'll schedule out my day, and I'll give myself, like, 20 tasks to do. It's mm-hmm. like, I can totally do this. Right. And I've started calling that, I'm being mean to future Lisa. <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't need to be mean to future Lisa. Like, don't be mean to her. Be nice to future Lisa. <laughs> Set high expectations. But, you know, maybe schedule some, like, time in there for self-care as well. Right. And to not set so high of expectations for yourself. Because then, once I get to that point where I am being future Lisa, I, like, crack under the pressure. Mm -hmm. And then I'm mad at past Lisa for scheduling my day (laughs) like this. (laughs) Right. Exactly. 
so yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is to be aware of, you know, what are those things for you that you find refreshing that you actually enjoy, you know, Mm -hmm. if, again, if you're not into organizing, that's probably not (laughs) the way to go. Right. (laughs) Um, if you really like baking or if you, mm. you know, whatever it is, find out what you enjoy and schedule some time to do it. And that mm-hmm. is considered self-care. It doesn't have to be, you know, exercise because all the doctors recommend it, although that is a good thing to do. Yeah. Um, but really, what is it for you? And mm-hmm. are you are you being honest with yourself about how much time you're putting in and being able to recognize those moments when you need to make the deposits mm-hmm. into the bank account and keep your keep yourself energized yeah absolutely and I think um you know because one of the things we've we've mentioned this a couple times throughout is that it looks different for everybody right and that's very true and I think that's what we're planning on talking about the next next, because this is this is a two-part series people oh yeah self-care the two-part series (laughs) um so I think that's probably what we're going to be talking about next time is um so We've kind of talked about what self-care is, mm-hmm. why it's okay to take time for yourself, that it's not selfish to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we've defined kind of what it is in a general sense, but and we've said it looks different for different people, what are those different ways? Right. Just to kind of maybe start the ball rolling, because it can be really hard. Because the first idea usually is just like, well, I'm going to sit and watch TV for a while. Right. So there's so many different ways to take care of yourself, so... I think next time we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about what those different ways look like. Sounds good. Great. Oh, and I forgot to ask you, what, yes. what, what tea are you drinking? I am drinking uh, organic turmeric and ginger tea. Oh. It's very, um, it's not very sweet, but it's kind of, it's kind of got a nice savory flavor mm. to it almost. That's nice. Yeah. I am having, this is actually one of my favorites. It's from Trader Joe's, which... Get so much of my money. Who doesn't love Trader Joe's? You know, um, <laughs> it is a black forest tea, black tea. Ooh. So it's like a chocolatey, cherry flavored. Mm. It smells like a cake, mm. but then it's tea, so you drink it and you're like, oh, that doesn't t- quite taste like cake, but it's still delightful. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, cheers. 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 Until next time. Yeah. <laughs>